G'day, g'day, Nicola O'Brien. Uh, feeling a little bit sad and sorry for Ireland today. How are you? Yeah, it's a strange kind of a day so far. I've just been listening to like a lot of like news and just hearing what people are saying and stuff, but it's like just very strange. It's just one I suppose being an Irish person, like one thing that I'm very proud of always is that like this is a very safe little country, you know, mm-hmm. usually. And that like we can be very proud of that and like that people are respectful of other people. And, you know, although we do have some scumbags and stuff, generally things are quite peaceful here. And, you know, our police don't need weapons mm-hmm. much besides kind of the odd unit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously all that went to pot yesterday first with the like a random act of violence that I've never seen happen in this country when mm-hmm. um, that man, you know, uh, wanted to basically hurt those children yesterday, was hanging around the school before it actually happened and then stabbed a few kids and one seriously. And then one of the teachers, a carer of the kids, stepped in and was badly um, attacked as well before the, the man was disarmed by a delivery driver bless that man from Brazil and then um, lunatics decided to just use it as an excuse to go and riot and loot and ruin Dublin city now I've never been a fan of Dublin but like it is our capital city like you know so there should be mm-hmm. some sort of respect for it but um, yeah just absolutely crazy and extremely depressing. I literally broke out in like hives. It was the weirdest thing ever. I was just so anxious watching the whole thing unfold that I literally mm-hmm. had like a physical <laughs> reaction to it, which mm-hmm. I've never had. I was covered in hives. It was the most bizarre thing ever. But There's um, so much to it, like, because like you say, you know, it's this sort of threat to safety, right? So not only this, the, the original attack, but then this sort of marauding mob, you know? So not only are you like, shocked and horrified that this is happening in your own country. Yeah. But and they're your country folk, like they're your kin, you know, that are doing this. But it's like you're you know, I was looking at the Gardaí lined up last night and I felt so sorry for them and I felt so sorry for their families. They were so vulnerable and so like anything could have happened. Do you know what I mean? Like we're it's lucky nobody was killed. And I mean that poor child obviously mm-hmm. is still in hospital. I God forbid anything worse happens, but it was just wild. It was like watching a war zone at one point. It was, yeah. you know, it was completely. And I think, you know, there's obviously an awful lot needs to be looked at in terms of why are there a group of people out there who are just ready to go and do that? Because it was like a message went out that this thing had happened. And then it was like, yep. Yeah, that's it. We're mobilizing. And apparently there was like pockets of geographical groups that sort of yeah. came in then from like different parts of the city. And of course, it spreads like wildfire on social media and through WhatsApp. And it was almost like there were these sort of rallying cries went out for everyone to get down to the city, tool up and yeah. wreck the place, basically. But like these guys are doing this supposedly because they're cross with the country's immigration policy I mean get a grip like if yeah. that's really what you're upset about why are you going in looting arnets why are you setting a Lewis on fire like these are the systems that you, you should be using to get to work and your family would be using to get around so you're actually just causing more damage and more destruction for the country having said all that right there's clearly a problem here with how the government and the Gardaí are interacting with p- these people yeah. because they're clearly disillusioned. They clearly don't believe in 
the state or what it's doing or how it's policing things. They clearly don't have any relationship with the Gardaí. And it seems to me like that that idea of community policing that just doesn't exist anymore is massively absent in Dublin, where I was saying it last night to you guys on the text. People have been saying for ages that Dublin's got so rough, like the city centre's got so rough. People are scared to go into the city centre because of the intimidation and stuff that goes on. It's wild. And there's actually not that many cities in the world where you get such a heavy local community presence in the city centre. Yes. Somehow, yeah. you know, there's quite a lot of people live right in the city centre, you know, yeah. and like old stock dubs, you know what I mean? Who've been there for, families have been there for generations. But then you get this element who can't see past their noses, like causing this absolute disgusting damage and distress to everybody in and around the city centre. It's wild. But the government are going to have to go away and really look at what's going on because this shit doesn't happen when everything's rosy in the garden, like, you no, know. No, and you see, like, to be fair to the guards, like, they've said for a long time they don't have enough numbers, they don't have enough resources, like, the mm. hours that they're making them work, like, there's a lot of unhappiness in the guards, like, they've they voted to say they've no faith in the commissioner, like, there's mm. lots of problems with the guardie at the moment, and, like, that's not being addressed, it just seems to be kind of swept under the carpet, but, like, they're the people who are supposed to be keeping us safe, like... You know. But then you have this rise of the fascists and the far right guys who, yeah. you know, we saw a few weeks ago that were camped outside the doll and ha- harassing yeah, exactly. the TDs. Michael Healy Ray got attacked. Yeah, harassing the TDs, harassing anyone that they would that looked like they had responsibility. You know, going to the libraries, trying to yes. get libraries to like all that stuff. That's mad. Those people yeah. should be getting dealt with, you know, but they're not. It's like, it's like, oh, softly, softly approach. And, but this is what happens when you don't yeah. stop those people from doing these really wrong things, really antisocial behaviour. It's not freedom of speech. It's abuse. It's abusive. Yeah. Oh, it's just frustrating. And it's, it's so sad. It's just so sad. And I think people are really genuinely shocked and upset by the whole thing. And oh, there was a few very upset people on the radio this morning, people who are responsible for like transport and even the guys who look after like um, the council workers who come in and clean up. Oh like, my God, I know. The and, Dublin you know. City Council main guy, the CEO was on Claire Byrne yeah, this morning. He was nearly was in it. tears. Yeah, that was the guy I heard as well. It was oh, oh. some of the scenes, even this morning, it's like post, post-apocalyptic like with the bus and the Lewis and... How are they even going to get that out of there? They don't even know. Like, it's mental. And they're saying it's like four million for a replacement carriage nearly for the Lewis. Like, <laughs> like uh, these people are saying that Having they're doing to better the nation, but like, there are not like... That to defend now, the women and children of the nation. Yeah. I can tell you what they've done last night has caused more fear, yeah. more fear and more sadness. And it's disgusting. Disillusioned yeah. Muppets. One percent of me feels sorry for for those communities, though, because they are clearly disillusioned. They are clearly uninformed. They are clearly angry. And we have to ask ourselves why, you know. Um, But I'm telling you, immigrants aren't the problem, like, you know. No, um, it's, it's just the whole thing is a joke. And then I don't know if you saw that, but I don't know if some of one of our brothers shared, but like there was a clip of, um, you know, them saying like, hurt and kill any brown person you see and all that like that is the fucking that's wild like that that was going around people like anybody who's not 
white is now concerned for their safety because of that message or anybody who's not doesn't have an Irish accent is concerned for their safety. This is not our country. Like that's not a representation of the majority of people in this country. No. And it's so embarrassing and so shameful and Mm -hmm. how it's been allowed to grow such traction. But it's all those little scumbags like it is like, I mean, definitely that whole far right group was like leading the way and they definitely started the protest yesterday. But then it was just all scumbags like that took over, like came and added to the problem. But anyway, at what point though, you have to think like, at what point were they like, I know, let's let's steal some stuff out of a shop, you know, like. But sure, they're the same people though. Like I remember when I lived in Dublin, the same type of kids that would be on the bus it would be intimidating people like 14, mm-hmm. 15 and you'd be in your like 20s being like shitting yourself because of these intimidating little twats like mm-hmm. and they were scary you know it happened to mm-hmm. us regularly it wouldn't be anyone else there was no mm-hmm. nobody else intimidating it. you don't hear about foreign nationals intimidating people on public transport it is our own youth it's Irish young Irish men young Dublin men you know anyway mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hope the good people of Dublin know the rest of the country is behind them and feels for them. And yeah, mm. um, yeah, very depressing, very depressing. Anyway, any other news? Mm. <laughs> um, it's Black Friday. Did you get any bargains this morning? I got a few. I actually got my last pay. <laughs> so, well, I Yay. got about half a month's pay. I'm now on unpaid leave. So uh, I did to get a few bits that I wanted. All right. But uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I totally forgot about the Zara sale last night because I was so uh, in caught up in the, the, uh, the news. But I actually went back online this morning and lad, it was all kids clothes that I was going to get. Uh, and you know what? I just couldn't be here. So I just didn't bother getting anything. So oh, I did. Actually, I got my <laughs> stuff on Zara. But what annoyed me was I had my basket full, clicked on it. And one of the things that I wanted, oh. which wasn't on sale, which I knew. Um, wasn't there. I was like, damn it. So I ordered the other stuff. And then, of course, it came back in about half an hour later. So I had to put another order in. I was like, flip sake. So I had to pay for delivery twice. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I did. I got a few bucks off, which was good. God bless Sarah. God bless the Sarah sale. I probably end up sending half of it back. But anyway, and also I bought a <laughs> pair of trousers, which I'm going to have to get shortened because uh, yeah. trousers are so long. So that's going to cost me another 20 quid, probably. Ugh. Anyway, the joy of Christmas. And I'll have to have a, probably an argument with my Dutch seamstress who always like... <laughs> As soon as I see her, she's like, I don't have time. I'm like, how does this woman do any business? She just shouts at people the minute they want you walk in the shop. <laughs> uh, she's actually nice and she always does the job. But as soon as she sees me, she's like, I can't do anything now. <laughs> I'm, like, okay. I'm not asking you to. <laughs> I'm like, two weeks is fine or whenever you get a chance. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah. I will need a rush on these trousers for the party next weekend. So I'm like, oh, God, dreading. I feel like I better text her now and say I might be in at the end of the week with a job. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that was that. Right. Uh, Okay. Number one. One. So continuing on the Black Friday theme, um, there was some guidance put out this morning around shopping online and just kind of things to be aware of when you are shopping online. Because I know a lot of people will be sort of shopping over this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday to get some bargains. And also because it's payday probably in the run up to Christmas. So anyway, the good news is, According to the latest DNSAI Compass report, which identifies top level domains with high and low levels of observed malicious abuse, i.e. domains have ranked amongst the top 10 safest domains against phishing and malware. So that's Uh good news. But what you need to do is um, keep an eye out for a few things. So 
make sure the website you're buying from has a security certificate so that you need to see the HTPS colon forward slash forward slash. So that needs to be at the start of it. This locks or um, means that the website is secure. According to .ie's 2022 profile domain report, 60% of content rich .ie websites are secured with a search security certificate. So I mean, that's a good chunk of websites that aren't. So be careful of that. EU law states that a website must list a geographic address. And so .ie advises consumers to check that the site they're shopping on has listed an address before purchasing. I mean, the thing is, if you're purchasing off any of the big, big sites, you'll know they're safe enough. But it's just if you're buying something on maybe off a smaller retailer or something like that, it's probably good just to double check just in case. I mean, also things like reviews and kind of cross-checking across Google, you know, or, or check, you know, um, just putting in review of whatever the company is. Yeah, if it's one you don't really recognise, I always do that. And I know yeah. mom is terrible for that. She'd be like, is this website okay? Yeah, so it's like... Google it for her and see... Yeah, it'd be like alibababalloons.net yeah. yeah. and you'd be like, oh my God. Um, don't buy, don't touch anything, don't put your details in. <laughs> Shop on a domain you recognise if a deal or price seems too good to be true. Approach with caution. It probably is. Um, it's highly likely it could be a fraud attempt. .ie urges businesses to ensure that consumers can shop safely on their websites this period based on the fact that consumer trust while shopping online is vital. According to their consumer trust survey, 69% of consumers trust businesses that have their own website while just 24% trust businesses that are are on social media. So there you go. Don't buy off social media is the theme there, isn't it? But yeah, so basically, yeah, have a bit of common sense and don't um, just be like, oh, this looks amazing and some random site and buy it. Do your homework first. I feel like our mother needs to listen to this because I'm pretty sure she's after ordering some sort of Christmas tree thing off of some random site off Facebook oh there about God. six weeks ago. She never listens though, you know, no matter The thing is, she'd be like, she the way she would look at that would be like, I like this tree. It's very cheap. Um, it might not be delivered. Er, sure, it's only 20 quid if it's not delivered, it's grand. Not that she's given away her car details, some yeah. random med. You exactly. know, that's the problem. She doesn't think of yeah. that element of it, you know, bless her. Mm. Um, and she's obsessed with Christmas trees anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's got about six already. But um, yeah, there you go. So I I was kind of hoping, there was a few things I needed, like runners and things like that, that I was like, oh, I might see if they're in the city. You know, like I don't need them yeah. today, but it'd be yeah, good to get an yeah. old discount on them. And I was like, oh, but not, can't find the ones I want. So it's classic Black Friday, isn't it? It's like build up and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get stuff. And then you're like, no, I'm not, not getting anything. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Well, right. That just shows uh, though that you're kind of learning a bit though. Because I feel mm-hmm. like maybe a few years ago, you would have been post-bought, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like the whole like thing you mentioned before in this section where you were like, wait three or four days and see if you really want it. I do try to do it's that. It's a good idea. That now, like, it is yeah. a good idea. Or I find even if, you know, if you go out shopping, which to be fair, I do it about twice a year. If you go properly shopping, and there's something you see that's like expensive, that's you need to back off and go, right, I'm going to I'm going to just walk away from this and then see if you're still thinking about it later in the day. And if you are, then that's a good sign that it's a good purchase. But if you're not, then maybe, yeah, maybe it's not worth it. Wait for the sales. OK, there you go. Right. Number two. Two. So this week, have you watched yet The Crown, the latest season of The Crown? No, no, because I'm way behind. I'm still in a series three or something. Yeah. Okay, well, I it's not really spoiling it to say that it covers Diana's death. So it's only four episodes, they're breaking the season into two. I think it's only eight, eight, eight episodes, so four and four. So the first four are out, the next four are out in December, and they kind of focus more on William and Kate and that. Um, so the first four this season focus on Diana's death. 
And uh, it's quite drawn out, to be honest. The first two are very drawn out. They're very much about like Diana and Dodie. But like all of that relationship only happened over the course of six or seven weeks. So it's really focusing on all of that side of things, you know, their relationship. Yeah. Which is portrayed mm. very weird. Like it's very much like the dad was in his ear the whole time, just wanted to like kind of get into the good side of the royal family. Like yeah. to, to kind of, it's all, it was all like a society kind of move that he wanted to kind of, you know, be superior and he wanted his son to propose to the, you know, um, the Princess of Wales and all this. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, like, I I thought it was well done. I thought the third and fourth episode were very well done when they actually did have the crash and then they dealt mm. with the aftermath. I thought it was well done. Mm. Although I still can't buy Dominic West as Charles. It's kind of creeps me out. I think the casting mm. is so weird there. But mm. you're one that plays Diana Dubecky, is, it? is that her name? Elizabeth, um, is Elizabeth Dubecky? Yeah. yeah, she is... Um, Great, she's just brilliant. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. so she really sells it as Diana. She has all the facial moves and the eyes and all that stuff, you know. So mm. she was the best part of it in terms of like how it was played. But it was just all kind of like, obviously it was going to be depressing. But like the first two or three episodes, is it just? I don't know. It was just really drawn out. Like I just don't think it needed mm. to be as much into it. And it was. It kind of just seemed like so malicious what was mm. happening, what Dodie was trying to do, and. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm looking forward to watching it someday and us to discuss it because I haven't actually talked to anybody else who's watched it. But like, it, it is very sad and it is very well done. Um, And like, they don't like, glo- not glorify, but they don't like, you know, pretend to glorify it, I suppose, in the sense mm. of like how the royals handled it. I mean, mm. they portrayed the queen handling it badly, which she did, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she, they kind of end the, the that fourth episode with the Queen addressing, you know, doing the, the kind of TV broadcast mm. that she did. Um, but two days, two days later, or whatever it was, yes, exactly. Yeah. It was like the day before the funeral or the day of yeah. the funeral she did, and it was just yeah. too late, like too late. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so interesting, but I suppose that's the biggest TV in the last week. That and um, I'm a celebrity is back, mm-hmm. um. So I've kind of watched it a bit in and out. One, because our mother was here and she's a big fan. So we watched mm. it with her. But I think also I just have like a big brother shaped hole in my heart. So I need mm. something to fill it. So mm. I'm a celeb is obviously a good filler for that. Seems it's just also reality TV glory. Um, some mm. good casting in that too, I think. Although they were too, they were very pally pally, friendly, friendly the first few days. Mm. I feel like maybe they're shaking it up a bit now because they've kind of split up the camp and stuff. Maybe a bit, a bit more gritty. But mm. um. Yeah, a few yeah. people I like, and I really like Fred. Yeah, um, he's good. He's probably my favorite. He just asks a lot of questions and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nigel Farage put it being in it has put me off it. To be totally honest. Oh, completely. That's what I was about to say. I was like, um, I had to watch it for my TV podcast anyway, and I was like, right, uh, Nigel Farage like makes me sick just looking at him, seeing him, listening to him. All of it, everything makes me sick. And um, the damage he's done to this country is absolutely astronomical. Like, you know, and I'm not happy about him being on there and being given a platform because he's just trying to get an audience and yeah. reach more people so he can run again as a MP or whatever. Yes. Um. So that's disgusting. But yeah, the other thing was I found... Nella a bit too much the first few days and then she like yes. attacked Fred really yeah. unfairly um, about a throwaway comment he made that meant nothing and she took it completely the wrong way and took yes, it up the wrong way. Yes, that was way. awful. Yeah. Awful. And, um, and Jamie Lynn I found 
completely annoying as well the first yes. few days. Although I think she's getting better. Um, she was like, everyone was dancing attention to her and she was a total diva and... Yeah, but they seem to like her in there, the the campmates. So we'll give her credit for that. And the only other thing to say was, I think the first day or two, that Sam guy, I was like, oh my God, he is so annoying. Like he's just over the top, like a little puppy. But actually, it's kind of endearing. Yeah. He's kind of, you kind of think he's actually just really like that. He's just like a little boy. Um, So bless him. But um, yeah, I'm really torn about watching it. I feel like... I feel like I might just give up on it just while Farage is in it. Bernie's been given like 1.5 million and then he made that comment say about like not doing the Bush Trucker trials and when you don't do the Bush Trucker trials you're missing out on 25% of the TV view, the TV mm-hmm. screening and stuff. Mm-hmm. That made my mm-hmm. blood boil to be honest. Not, mm-hmm. not My skin crawl is probably better. And he's got certain things written into his contract that he doesn't have to do as well, certain trials. So he seems to have been rinsing them to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there you go. Um... Okay, that's great. That's TV for this week. Thank you very much, Nicola. Number three. Three. So this week we have a first on Fox of the Week and it was an impulse decision by me and I'm standing by it. We have a Fox of the Week who's been a Fox of the Week before, but I just thought she deserves so good she deserves to be on twice. Dolly Parton. Did you see the clip of her (laughs) performing with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and singing? (laughs) Oh my God. I if know, we are, is, it, is it barely actually out or is she wearing like a stocking? Or she's something? got a kind of a stocking thing. But she's got like a teeny tiny little belly top on and shorts. Yeah. And then she looks phenomenal. But it doesn't matter what she looks like. She's, she's just phenomenal. Like if we are half the women she is at her age, like she is just, she never lets anyone get in her way or anything get in her way or yeah, how she funny. should look or how she should sound or what she should do. Like she just keeps going and she's just such a fantastic person I just have so much respect for her and the good work she does with like she's got this massive program for books you know that even we get I don't know if you get them in Ireland but we get them here in the UK she's got a program that's international where kids get free books like yes, it's unbelievable yeah, it's brilliant she's amazing um, and she's just like she talks so much sense but anyway she has her she's got her new rock album out that we've talked about a few times and that's the song she's singing We Are The Champions with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, she's also like said a few things lately about transgender people and stuff and she, yeah. she was on about her family and I just loved the way she put it. I can't remember what it was now but it, you know that she has basically all types of people in her family and like that's the yes. way, you know yeah. to accept them and she, and yeah, she means her kind of own family as well. She was kind of talking about people in general yeah. but also her own family. Yeah it's lovely. She's just one of the she's just salt of the earth and just a good person. So yeah maybe a bit lazy by me but I just I was just like looking at uh, Instagram this morning and I saw her and I was like, she is phenomenal. What person? So all hail Dolly. I don't think there's many, too many people out there who disagree with us on it. Yeah, <laughs> I just read what say, she said because I love it. She just said, yeah. some of everybody in my own immediate family and in my circle of employees, I've got transgender people, I've got gays, I've got lesbians, I've got drunks, I've got drug addicts, all within my own family. I know and love them all and I do not judge. Oh, bless her. Oh. <laughs> I do love we Dolly. We love Dolly. We yeah. love Dolly. Okay, I've never seen her live. I'd love to see her live. I hope she tours again. Okay, that's Fox of the Week. Dolly Parton. Okay, number four, Nick. Back to you. Four. Um, this week, I took a break from it for a few weeks, but I listened to a very good podcast a couple of weeks ago. I thought I would share it with you. It's a very short one. It's like a short 
true crimey kind of one as in you know it's kind of like more like a, a few part documentary than it being like kind of a podcast you know um scamanda have you heard about it no so basically it is about this girl is it a man scamanda so an s in front of sc amanda yeah so basically it is someone called amanda that does scams Yes, exactly. <laughs> so her name is Amanda Riley and she told people she had cancer for years, oh. for like years now. This goes on for like eight, nine years. Um, and it's all about that story. She obviously does not have cancer. And we know mm. that from when the podcast starts, she doesn't have cancer. Mm. But it's kind of like her story. This journalist kind of smells a rat and starts to go after her basically has realized that it's all you know that she's Mm -hmm. a fake but she like took loads of money from people she was like leading church services she had a blog that's what gained her the dog is making loads of noise there she had a blog and um, Mm. that's where she got her like lots of attention from so it kind of moved from there um and Basically, just how she like scammed all these people. She mm. married a guy who had his own daughter with another woman, and basically, um, had known that woman and that family before her and the the father of the child basically got together, and mm. just kind of took a real hatred towards the mother and like started like you know making up a lot of stuff about the mother of her stepdaughter. And it's quite disgusting, like the things that they were saying and doing about the mother. And like then obviously they want to gain custody of that child. Mm. But like she told her children and everything she had cancer, like um, taking mm. pictures in the hospital, shaving off her hair, doing all that stuff. Um, oh, my God. Getting like celebrity um, celebrities kind of, you know, gave her money and you know included one kind of country western singer inclusion and like one of her videos about fighters and all this stuff it's wild that she got away with it for as long as she did and basically it's it's um people being interviewed that um knew her like the family that mother is interviewed of you know i suppose her ex her husband's ex-wife um so yeah, and it's it's just an absolutely wild story. The presenter is a girl called Charlie Webster. Um, mm. the girl in question, Amanda, is American, but Charlie Webster is actually British. Mm. Um, very interesting podcast. If you're looking for mm. something to watch, kind of, sh- it's I think it's about six or seven episodes actually. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for something just to kind of devour over a weekend or something like that, it's a good one I think to do. I think I did it one day when I was like baking and making lasagna. Mm-hmm. I listened to like six episodes back to back. They're short, so there you go. Good company but, when you're cleaning as well, if that's um, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, look, it's quite stomach churning the stuff that she did, but it she does get found out and all that, so that's a set. Wild, isn't it? I don't know how yeah. these people live with themselves. Yeah. Okay, Scamanda from all good podcast platforms. There you go. Okay, so number five. Five. We are talking Christmas number ones. So contenders who are currently in the race to clinch the number one spot in the Christmas singles chart have been announced. Speculation about who would hit the peak position on the charts in time for Christmas was raised earlier this week with news that frontrunners Lad Baby would be stepping down from their streak of annual number one tracks. Comprised of Mark and Roxanne Hoyle, the Lad Baby duo have consistently topped the charts around Christmas for their sausage roll themed 
takes on famous tracks. What? These include We Built This City, I Love Sausage Rolls, Don't Stop Me Eating, Sausage Rolls for Everyone and Food Aid. <laughs> now, they that's true. One they're tra- yeah, they've won. They've been number one for loads of Christmases in the UK. They're a charity. I've never like. heard of them. Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible. Never um, heard of that in my life. Now, okay. official charts company have revealed the artists who are most likely to take the top position in the UK charts, compiling a list of the contending songs for the 2023 Christmas number one. Among those listed are a variety of charity singles, including West End Girls, the recently shared track by post-punk duo Slayford Mads. Um, actually, and Pet Shop Boys have kind of sanctioned that too, so they like it, so that's good. Um, and then that's an aid of, of a homeless charity shelter another contender looking to donate funds to charity with their track is Nala the station cat after becoming an online sensation the four year old cat has released a track called check me out (laughs) (laughs) with funds set to be donated to the RSPCA and Stevenage homelessness charity feed up warm up as expected some classic festive tracks are also predicted to surge during the latter half of next month with iconic songs including Slade's Merry Christmas Everybody Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You and of course Fairytale of New York's classic or the Pogue's classic Fairytale of New York Less conventional hits are also making their way up the charts, according to the official charts company, but Australia rock veterans ACDC becoming frontrunners after a campaign was launched online. The movement comes in a bid to get the band their first UK number one in time for their 50th anniversary. <laughs> um, it's also possible the top spot for Christmas charts may go to an artist who's recently shared a non-festive new release. As outlined by the company, those with a good chance of topping the charts include the Beatles with their final song Now and Then, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Jack Harlow with his new hit track Love and Me and Andrea Bocelli with Festa, an original song he shared as part of the annual John Lewis Christmas advert. There you go. Oh, There's about nice. 25 songs listed on the potentials for the Christmas number one. But in case you were wondering and in case you didn't get guess the ACDC track that they're punting is I don't know Thunderstruck oh yeah okay. <laughs> a favourite at every Irish wedding yeah absolutely yeah. and um, I never heard of that thing so like literally when you were saying all that there Lad I Baby never heard of it that is so weird you haven't heard of it they've been around for years living it's under really rock or something they kind of took over when X Factor stopped having the number ones oh, right, and yeah. so it's actually t- it's actually made Christmas number ones really depressing for a yeah, few years shit, yeah. <laughs> although although t- was it last year year before last Christmas got number one 2021 do you remember because yeah. Wham never got number one with it so there yeah. was a campaign to get it to number one so um, have you been whammed yet Nicola no there's no Christmas music on here yet Sure. Oh, there you go. Starts um, the although December, I saw Brian Dowling was saying that he works in is it ninety eight FM or something? And they were going to uh, play their first Christmas song today, but mostly like two FM and all that. They don't play it till December first, so mm-hmm. I respect that. Um, so do I. I. Feel like Christmas decorations have shouldn't go. A lot of people in our state now have their Christmas decorations up. It's have they? People do it for the toy show, which I kind of get, mm-hmm. like for their mm-hmm. kids and stuff. Um, but the other thing I meant to say is um, Fox Force Five I said it first because Girls Aloud are touring, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other music news this week. I know, I know. I'm excited. Um, yeah, potentially going to get a ticket for that. Yeah. Is that the thing in Edinburgh or Glasgow? Glasgow, Glasgow. We must talk about tickets. So if you want to see if you can come here, yeah, if you want to come here. Well, we'll try I'm, both and then, because I think it will get, mm. it will sell out very quickly, I think. A lot of people go the nostalgia. I'm kind of hoping they might do like a legend slot at Glastonbury. So um, if they do that, I'll be selling my ticket and hopefully just see them at Glastonbury. Mm. It's all around <laughs> June time. Yeah. Uh, it you're the one giving out to me for going to too many gigs. I'm like, I can't afford to go to all of Give them. Give out to you for gigs. I just said, I, wanted, I actually complimented you on it last week for actually... 
having okay. a life and going to Okay, eat. I'm giving out so, to myself for spending too much money at gigs. Okay, okay, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Girls Loud tickets on sale next Friday, people. I think. Yeah, next Friday. Friday yeah. 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 Um, they're playing around June time oh, next year. But yeah, that'd be amazing. Well, I feel like oh, Christmas amazing. present people. So, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say is that my documentary, Tainted Blood, oh. is going to be on the radio again this weekend and next weekend. If anybody oh, didn't listen to it when it was out in the summer and would like to listen to it live on the radio, it will be on Sunday morning and next Saturday night because World AIDS Day is next Friday. Oh. So it's um, to mark that, obviously, because it talks a lot about the impact of infected blood products on haemophiliacs who developed HIV and AIDS in Ireland in the 80s. So Brilliant. yeah, I would recommend you can listen back to it actually anytime on News Talks Go Loud app as well if you haven't done so. It's nice. I get a, about once a week I get a text from someone saying I finally listened to your documentary. Oh. <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice to get feedback and, well and spread the word, you know. So yeah. And then I got an email this week from News Talk saying we're taking pictures for documentaries and I was like I need another year to recover from the last one. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good so, though, isn't it? That they kind of want to bring you back in again to the fold. Oh, yeah, totally. So. Yeah, yeah, it is good. It is good. So there you go. That there is go. life. I've got a hen party tomorrow. Uh, Fiona, what is the plan for your hen party? Uh, it's get dressed up, dressed up, dressed up glam. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know after that. Um, oh, really? In, There's no itinerary yet? No, Edinburgh City Centre. And it's a secret from the hen. So I think that's why they're kind of keeping everything okay, quite... Okay, um, nice. Oh, that's nice to not know. Quite quiet. Yeah, yeah. So um, very much looking forward to that. Going for a bite to eat with a few of the gals beforehand. And yeah, there's kind of Christmas lights are being switched on here tonight. So Stuart's going to take the girls to that or tomorrow oh, night. Nice. And get my hair done and bits and bobs. And yeah, exciting. So what nice. about you? Anything anything exciting on for the weekend? No, we have the toy show on tonight. Um, oh, Yes. So I'll be trying see. to squeeze that in at some point over the weekend as yes. well. Yes, <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Patrick Kilty handles that. Mm. And other than that, Lily has a rugby match, so we'll go and watch her. And I think it's supposed to be a nice weather-wise until Sunday anyway. Um, so no, kind of this is kind of our last quiet weekend before things kick off next week. Mm. Um, I just can't wait to like next week and get my hair done, get my nails mm-hmm. done, get my brows mm-hmm. done. I'm kind of looking forward to like not feeling like... getting. A- what was the third thing? Your brows? I thought it's, it's sort of like bowels. Getting my, my brows, bowels done. <laughs> literally, I haven't got them done in about eight weeks. So I have like... Getting, getting some... Um, Colonic irrigation in advance yes, of Christmas. Yeah, getting my bells done. <laughs> that would actually be a good idea. Yeah, just get everything flushed. Oh, I'd say after Christmas, Christmas would be the thing, girl. After Christmas. Um, before. Oh, that's no, I know. I know, like the grooming, the Christmas grooming, let the Christmas grooming commence. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. So I've actually booked two, uh, my Christmas nail appointment too. So I'm like, yay, because I actually got my engagement ring cleaned last week and the bling off it. I was like, oh, oh my nice. God, I can't wear it with my shitty nails. So of course, getting like pigtails on. So that's oh. the highlight of my life at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm having a stress because my brow lady is going to have to have a baby. I'm like, oh, it's going to do my brows. I oh, but anyway. Specifically, brown, brow people doesn't really bother me. I feel like oh. they're never, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's That's because you've got bad. decent brows. I've got, I've got kind oh, of God, thin, I'm sad brows. bad at the moment. Anywho, thank you everybody. Yep. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for listening, peeps. Party. Enjoy Black Friday weekend, toy show, all the jazz, jazz hands. Christmas prep, blah, blah, blah. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.